Hello and welcome to another podcast of What A Week That Was. It's a live stream I do every week on YouTube and this is just the audio from that. If you enjoy it, then please tell your friends, uh, your family, um, people at work, people at college, whatever, because uh, we need to get more people listening to this. Uh, you can either agree with me or disagree with me, that's entirely your option and right, but uh, it's always good to have a discussion about things. Um, either, like I say, in agreement or in disagreement. Anyway, I'm about to start the actual live stream itself, so uh, bear with us, and I will speak to you at the end of this. Bim, 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 bim. Guess what? It's another. What a week that was. It's the 23rd of September, 2022, and it's been a hell of a week. I'll be honest with you. Um, it feels like this week has been like a month. Or something similar it just feels like it's so much has happened so much has changed that um, yeah it just feels like a very 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 long week but not in a bad way uh, in a good way sort of well, sort of in a bad way good way good way bad way it started off in a impressive way it was the state funeral of Queen Elizabeth the second um, the monarch who'd been serving um, many people for gosh um, how long 70 years or thereabouts anyway she uh, passed away and she had, we had a state funeral and my word it was impressive it's one of them things that you see and you watch and you think you know what probably never see anything like this again and I don't think we will I mean King Charles the third is 75 so he isn't gonna get 70 years on the throne uh, no matter how you look at it. So, yeah, this is a once-in-a-lifetime event, and it was spectacular. The heroes for me, for the event, were actually these eight uh, pallbearers who carried the coffin all over the place, basically. Uh, and it's not a light coffin. It was made of solid oak and was lined and uh, various other bits and pieces as well. Plus, it had the crown jewels on it. It had the crown the orb and the stick thing so yeah it was uh, impressive and I think those guys deserve what's the least one they can get OBE CBE but they definitely deserve some kind of award uh, for the way they conducted themselves I mean you know none of them looked over 25 um, but they managed to uh, do such a serious thing for so long in front of so many people under so much pressure um, and I think yeah they, they deserve some kind of uh, reward for that. I know they're serving soldiers and they're only doing what they wanted, you know, doing what they said they would do when they signed up to be soldiers, which is to uh, honour the monarch or the queen as when they started, now the king. But no, they went above and beyond, in my opinion. Um, it was a very strange event, though, uh, this um, whole funeral and the furore that come afterwards. Um, whilst lying in state, the grandchildren, for the first time ever, actually held a vigil as well. There is the new Prince of Wales, Prince William. Uh, the other side of the coffin was uh, Prince Harry in his military regalia, which was good to see. And then either side were um, two, um, well there were four in total, two on each side, uh, other grandkids of the, um, the Queen who were there to pay their respects. Hi, uh... Um, <laughs> hi JT and uh, hello to uh, Rachel as well um, 
but no, it was it was good to see um, that the they basically the grandkids wanted to be part of it. However, the youngest one was a fourteen-year-old James Van Viscount Severn, um, and I've no idea who he was. I've found out since he's Edward's youngest, only fourteen. Uh, paying his respects as well to his grandmama, uh, which is very nice and very well done. But that image took me right back 25 years to the month, pretty much, when Prince Harry and William were at their funeral, well, at the funeral of their mother, uh, Princess Diana, who died in a car crash in um, Paris. And it, it, the the similarities are, are quite shocking. Although... How uh, James has got medals, I've no idea. But anyway, um, don't worry about that too much. But no, it was nice uh, to see that they were paying their respects to the grandkids. And apparently they all get on quite well, apart from, you know, um, the one that doesn't get on quite well. Harry. But uh, more of that at a later date. Um, there was a queue to visit the coffin. Well, it was lying in state. Uh, average wait times between 10 and 12 hours. Uh, sometimes it went over 20 hours. Sometimes it was down to about 9 hours. But either way, it was a, a feat to actually queue up for that long. And uh, Prince William, uh, the Prince of Wales, and uh, Charles, the King, uh, went to meet the people queuing up to pay respects to their mother and grandmother on a, a unannounced walkabout. Uh, which I thought was really nice. And that seems to be something that Charles has done quite a bit, uh, as has William and other members of the royal family as well. And I kind of think that this may be a new look where they're more touchy-feely. To be fair, the Queen was 96. Her days of just randomly going out and shaking hands with people were long gone before that. Um, but this family is obviously younger, uh, the people in charge now, so hopefully we'll see more of them. Uh, but I do feel that Charles does need to have a break for a few weeks uh, just to actually manage to mourn his mother at the end of the day. The funeral procession, uh, which went from uh, the House of uh, Westminster to the uh, church, featured Andrew and uh, Edward, Prince Andrew and Prince Edward, both of whom this time were not in their... Uh, uniforms. They had the medals on, but they weren't in the uniforms. Everyone else in the royal family, all the all the the uh, other siblings of them, had uniforms on, even though none of them was served. And I'm like, I don't. I mean, I'm not agreeing with what allegedly um, Andrew did, and I certainly don't agree with what um, Harry's done. Although I can see his reasons behind it, but at the end of the day, it's their mother, grandmother, and they should have been allowed to wear the uniform on the procession to the church and in church as well. They're the only two who actually served the Queen in, whilst in the army in combat. So it did seem a bit strange um, that they went backwards. They, they were allowed to wear it when they stood uh, at a vigil, but they were not allowed to wear it at the funeral. Uh, and I thought that was just very strange. Um, Prince Charles' uh, grandkids, they turned up. We had a uh, Prince George and Princess Charlotte. Princess Charlotte seems to be rather a bossy little uh, girl uh, telling Prince George what to do and when to do it. And uh, if you remember, at the 70th anniversary of the uh, uh, Jubilee, 
um, she was on the balcony and she was ordering around Prince Louis as well. So uh, yeah, she's uh, going to be right bossy boots when she gets older, although she is already. But either way, I'm not sure that under 10s at a funeral is necessarily the right place for them. I think it should be at least over the age of 10 or at least maybe at secondary school before the intent funerals. And then to attend them in the glare of the publicity uh, of the entire world as well uh, was a little bit odd. Um, after the funeral, more about the funeral soon, um, they went to Windsor and they went on the in the hearse to the Long March, it was called, which is a long mile, uh, and thousands of people had turned up there as well to say the last goodbyes to the Queen. Um, it was not flanked by the royal family until it got the, the cortege got into Windsor Castle, and then they went to St George's Chapel, uh, did the ceremony, um, and then later on, when everyone had left, they did a, a private committal, all of which... Uh, was very well done and overall it was a very impressive sight uh, you know Britain knows how to do big occasions with pomp and ceremony and it is does make you feel proud to be British the Americans however they have a different outlook on these things so jumping a bit ahead this is all to do with the funeral so we're going to say what do the Americans make of the funeral well um, they spotted and reported that a man was detained in Westminster Hall after rushing towards the Queen's coffin. It was madly reported in the UK, but in America it was quite a big thing. Um, they didn't know why he was doing it, but it later transpired that he didn't believe the Queen was dead. So whether he was entering a rescue mission or what, I don't know. Uh, but either way, it was um, slightly bizarre, but considering the number of people who went to see the Queen's coffin and pay their respects. I think the very few that actually, uh, well, no one really messed it up. Uh, everyone behaved themselves impeccably, apart from this one guy. And we can say that. They also reported the uh, queue, which, like I've said before, kind of gained a life of its own. It kind of become an entity in itself. It was, it was a very strange event, very British, because British people love queuing. I mean, say love queuing, we don't love queuing at all, but uh, it does feel sometimes that we might do. Anyway, the uh, reporting here that the 24-hour wait uh, was given during cold weather and the people were given blankets as well, um, which was nice. Uh, temperatures plummeted to 41 degrees Fahrenheit. I can imagine it would be more uncomfortable if it was 41 degrees centigrade, but the Americans do things differently, don't they? So, And then, of course, their favourite uh, woman was there. Um, so they reported tensions simmer between Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle. Um, they, uh, well, they, they obviously support their own person, who I say is the Yoko owner of the royal family, which is uh, um, Meghan Markle. But... Yeah, not all the way. Also, their president came. Uh, president Biden arrived in London a couple of days early. Uh, he was due to meet the Prime Minister Liz Truss, but that was cancelled um, pretty much last minute. Um, but she did meet him when she went to the UN. Then, in the funeral itself, you've got here, Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, relegated to second row at the Queen Elizabeth's funeral. Relegated to the second row. Now... If you look carefully, 
where the arrow is on the right, that is pointing to the heir to the throne, which is Prince William, who is the eldest of um, Charles's children. Uh, and next to him is Prince uh, George, and then Charlotte, and then Kate. Um, and on the other side of the gap, you've got uh, Prince Charles, uh, Camilla, King Charles, sorry, Camilla, uh, and then Anne, uh, I think her husband, um, and then you've got um, Prince uh, Andrew and Prince Edward. So basically, going off the heir to the throne and the family, the immediate sibling, uh, well, the immediate sons and daughter of the Queen were on the front row, and the heir to the throne and his family were on the front row. So where else were they going to put um, Harry and uh, Meghan? They were uh, on the first on the second row, because that's how it happened. If uh, William didn't have kids, or if the kids didn't turn up, I would assume he would be stood next to uh, Kate um, and Meghan there as well. But obviously the kids went, so that's what happened. Uh, but the Americans make such a big thing about this. Um, they also pointed out that a police officer collapsed and carried away during the funeral. Well, again, they stood there all day long. Um, not moving, not allowed to do anything, show respect, can't go to the toilet, can't do anything else. So, yeah, people do collapse. They are human at the end of the day. But this is my favourite. Uh, Prince Harry accused of disrespect during anthem at Queen's funeral. Um, the Prince Harry has been accused of showing utter, total disrespect for his father by appearing to stop singing God Save the King. Now, have you ever thought he might have been a bit emotional? For a start, he's burying his grandmother, who he was close to, and he's singing God Save the King for the first time, which is his father, who he's not as close to, but I think there might be an emotional thing going on here, rather than um, him doing it in a disrespectful way. But again, what do we know? Um, and then, of course, uh, President Biden, he turned up. He was one of the only ones who turned up in his car. Everyone else, all the other leaders and... Prime Ministers and Presidents and all that kind of stuff, they turned up uh, in a bus or a couple of buses, uh, hiya Angela, um, in order to basically save time, uh, in order to get from wherever they were to the church and from the church back to where they came from uh, in a way that was environmentally friendly because it was only one vehicle and obviously speed, people getting on and off um, a, a bus is a lot quicker than 30, 40 cars pulling up uh, per bus, so yeah, it did make sense, although it was it did sound funny when they first said it, but President Biden being President Biden, he went in the Beast, which is their, his big massive armoured car that they've got for the uh, President of the United States of America, um, anyway, they're pointing out that he was sat 14 rows back at the Queen Elizabeth's funeral, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the United States of America is not part of the Commonwealth, um, the Queen is not the monarch of there either. So one would assume that, again, the any the people in front of uh, President Biden were from the countries that the Queen was Queen of or uh, countries where they are still in the Commonwealth and or both. Uh, and obviously America isn't, so he was put backwards. The other thing I come up with was maybe it was done alphabetically and United States is begins with a U, which is at the back of the alphabet. But no, they, they made a, a, a mad claim about it. 
the US, US President and First Lady uh, Dr Jill Biden were seated 14 rows back during the service at Westminster Abbey that drew 2,000 guests, including 500 of the world's presidents, kings, princes and prime ministers. Um, it's it was it was a bit bit strange, but I thought it was I thought it was quite funny actually. I'll be honest with you. Well, I'm, you know, what am I saying? Um, <laughs> the twins. Now this is a random thing. The twins who starred in The Shining waited in line to view the Queen's coffin. Now The Shining is here's Johnny. I think is that The Shining? Was that The Shining? I think it was. Was it? I don't know. But anyway, yeah, well, there was a girl in that, anyway. Uh, anyway, obviously, the girls have, have grown up to be uh, women, and they've decided to go and pay their respects. Um, and it's news in America, because, obviously, they love The Shining. I've never seen The Shining at all, I think, so. Here's another one of my favourite things uh, that the Americans reported. A candle blocking Meghan Markle during Queen Elizabeth's funeral sparks a conspiracy theory. So they are saying that the reason why Harry and Meghan were put on the second row was that so a candle would block out um, Harry, uh, Meghan from the camera angle when it was showing the royal family. Right. It doesn't work like that. But also, you can clearly see Meghan next to the candle. Now, I'm not saying she, she was in view all the time there's a very tall gentleman in front of her as well um, and she has a big hat on so I don't think making a new story about something like that is uh, helpful in any way shape or form uh, but it did did amuse me quite a lot um, Meghan Markle has requested a one-on-one -on -one meeting with King Charles apparently uh, Meghan Markle requested a one-to-one -one meeting with her father-in-law King Charles III before she and Prince Harry Return to California. Now, obviously, she's, they're all back in California now. I've no idea if she had uh, a one-to-one -one with it. I doubt it, I'll be honest. At the end of the day, the guy's mourning his mother. Why would he want to have a one-to-one -one with someone who's basically tried to destroy his family for the last few years? No idea. But uh, no doubt they will do it some, pardon me, at some point. Uh, Trump mocks Biden's seat at the Queen's funeral. Location is everything, he said. Former President Donald Trump mocked President Biden's uh, nosebleed seat at the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II, insisting he would have a prime spot if he was still Commander-in-Chief. I don't think he would have done. I don't think he would have done. I bet she wants back in royal life again. You're talking about Meghan speaking with the King, aren't you? Yeah. Apparently, I've seen as well somewhere else, that she couldn't believe that when she did a walkabout, uh, when she was part of the royal family, they didn't get extra pay for that. Um... Makes no sense. Anyway, uh, there are a couple of things that slightly annoyed me as well um, about the the funeral, uh, particularly the cortege when it was going up into Windsor. Uh, they posted a picture of this horse. The Queen's uh, beloved horse, Emma, bids farewell to the late monarch at Windsor Castle. No, he doesn't. It's a horse. It has no concept of bidding anything. Um, it was there... I think just to make people cry, as were the two corgis that they dragged out as well. And they weren't there to say goodbye either. Um, 
I mean, that was Independence, and Associated Press got hold of it as well. Uh, one of the Queen Elizabeth II's favourite ponies gets uh, greeted the late monarch's coffin when it was brought to Windsor Castle. No, it didn't. It just stood there with its handler thinking, well, are we going out then or what? Um, the, the pony has been owned, though, which was interesting, for 26 years, because whenever you think of the term pony, you always think um, young, little. Um, but no, it was uh, quite an old pony. Um, and then you've got, what do you want to call it? Some refer to it today as Gate Gate, which I didn't quite get. Um, but certainly uh, Morning Gate, or This Morning Gate. Uh, it seems now that um, Ollie Willoughby has called in lawyers over Q Jumping Row and is determined not to resign from the... Uh, the show that she she has with uh, Philip Schofield. I mean, the whole thing is could have been sorted out by now. They'd have just stood up and said, yep, yeah, sorry, didn't mean to do that. Uh, I know it looked bad. Um, we weren't thinking. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Humble apologies. Blah, blah. No, no they're fighting it. Um, and they're not doing very well. Uh, and they've opened up a whole world of memes. Um, two of my favourites coming up. This one. Uh, Phil and Holly on their way to Walton Towers, which is a, a theme park in the United Kingdom, one of the most popular theme parks in the United Kingdom. Uh, and they're um, sat in wheelchairs, obviously for some serious thing they did on the show to do with probably a disability access or something like that. I don't know. I don't watch the show. I've got better things to do with my life, like sleep or work. Um, but yeah, that one is, is funny. And my, my personal favourite is this one. Um, which, if you're British, you'll get. If you're not British, you probably won't get. Um, can you beat the Q? Uh, in the UK, maybe maybe it's in America as well, there's a program called The Cube, where you have to go in and, uh, under pressure, because you're in a cube, a massive cube, you have to carry out simple tasks, if there's no pressure on there, to win lots of money. But obviously, pressure builds up, builds up, builds up. But, uh, yeah... Uh, and he says, uh, uh, Philip Schofield is the uh, presenter of it, and he says at the beginning, at the end of it, can you beat the cube? Uh, what someone's done is they put, can you beat the cube? And then there's a big line of people going through the cube in the background. And I think that is epic. And I think they should do something, um, and not necessarily say, you know, quit the job on this morning, because I couldn't care less if they're on this morning or not. But certainly they need to... Uh, do something to kind of counteract the vitriol that they're getting. And at the moment, they don't seem to be handling it very well. And in fact, they're handling it very badly. Um, it's a bit like, I don't know, um, Wigan Council and the redevelopment of the galleries. It's just been handled very cack-handedly and going on far too long, rather than just explaining what's going on and get it over and done with. Anyway, um, so that's it for the Queen. Um, but there's a lot more news than that. For example, our new um, uh, treasurer, not treasurer, what's he called? Um, Chancellor of the Exchequer. Um, he's, he's done his first, not a budget, it's not a budget, right? You might think it's a budget, but it's not a budget. Uh, but everyone's calling it a mini budget, so it's a budget. Um, and he's basically 
he's he's trying to do something and I kind of see what they're trying to do but I'm not overly convinced that what they're doing is the way to do it but what we've had before isn't working so uh, income tax uh, is going to be cut to 19 pence from April next year um, I mean that's 1p on every pound you earn so it's not going to change the world but it's better than losing 1p on every pound you earn I suppose uh, national insurance rise is going to be uh, reversed so when the national insurance went up uh, earlier on this year uh, that's going to be scrapped uh, in November why it's not been scrapped now no idea but they're scrapping it in November uh, if you're buying a house you have to pay tax when you buy a house on the amount that the house is worth however now you don't have to for the first 200 well quarter of a million pounds uh, value of the house so if your house that you're buying is worth more than a uh, quarter of a million so say it's worth 300,000 you only pay stamp duty on the 50,000 not the not the 250,000 uh, and if it's your first house um, how many people can afford a house at 425,000 as their first house no idea but uh, yeah you don't pay any stamp duty on that either so if you buy a house that's half a million as your first house you would only pay stamp duty on 75,000 pounds of that uh, and the rest of it would be um, duty tax free so yeah it's it's a weird thing uh, bankers bonuses there was a big kerfuffle in 2008 when all the world's banks just basically lost lots of money and we had a world and a world economic crisis so the government at the time put a, a, a limit on the banks and how much money they can pay people uh, for a bonus um, when they do well um, and now they're saying that they get rid of that so what's what they're going to do is try and get more banks to base themselves in the United Kingdom so that if bankers do really well they can earn unlimited amounts of bonus hmm. uh, corporations tax has been scrapped as well um, from uh, well it's, it, they've scrapped a plan rise sorry from 19 to 25 percent which again seems reasonable uh, under the economic circumstances we keep talking about we're going to go into a recession and all that and Liz Truss is trying something that's different uh, whether it works or not we don't know but like I said before it didn't look like what was going on before was working so uh, yeah fingers crossed uh, it's a gamble but it will pay off the only thing is it does feel like if you're working then you're doing alright but they're now saying if you're claiming universal credit uh, it used to be called Dole back in the day um, signing on I don't know what it's called in America but um, if you're claiming that then you have to actively seek work and that's going to affect 120,000 people otherwise they will cut what meagre benefits you get uh, to even less meagre benefits which seems beyond ridiculous um, I like to say it's been received well um, but it hasn't actually been received well um, the pound versus the dollar live update has gone down 3.6% uh, today uh, and is now at one dollar eight and a half cents so the world markets don't necessarily agree this is a good non-budget mini budget budget um, but again maybe it's because they haven't got the foresight or the uh, the kahunas but it does make me feel like they are 
desperate to do something, which again isn't all bad, I suppose. But it also feels like they are, I don't know, making the rich richer and the poor poorer. Because if you're, and I've said this before, if you're a single parent on universal credit, then you ain't getting a lot of money already. And any tax cuts that are coming, you don't get any of. So you're not benefiting from it. But if you earn um, £100,000 a year, you're getting thousands of pounds back a year uh, in the tax cuts and all the benefits. So the rich get richer, the poorer stay poorer, and they get poorer because everything's going up. I mean, they put this cap on the um, energy prices for households at average of £2,500 uh, a year. But the rich people can afford the energy that they use because they're rich but it's still more than double what it was two or three years ago for the poor people and it makes no sense that they're not doing anything about that um, there is something I want to bring up about that later but there's that much going on this week that I'll, I'll do it another week um, one thing that Liz Trust has says Liz Trust has said is that uh, they have unbanned fracking now, fracking is something in America that is controversial. Um, they have water that's basically, um, if you put a match near it, ignites uh, because of the gas that's in the water, because it's kind of seeped into the water table when they're getting it out. Uh, there's a place not too far away from here, less than 20 miles away, where they've done uh, fracking and testing fracking, and there were some earthquakes, minor earthquakes. Um, I think the highest one was two or three magnitude scale but majority of them were under one um, and they're on about now saying that um, if they do do it again they're going to raise the threshold or the the uh, maximum that earth tremors that can be to higher than what they were which means that people who live nearby may have to put up with quite a lot of tremors while this work is going on on the flip side energy prices all over the world are going up Demand is going up because you've got all these other countries that are coming online now who want gas and petrol and all that kind of stuff and electricity and they need to power everywhere. So prices are going up, which is part of the reason why we've got the cost of living crisis and inflation where it is. So as I've said before many times, we are sat on gas, natural gas. We've got the North Sea, which has still got some accessible oil in there, quite a lot of accessible oil. So why don't we become self-sufficient whilst we build nuclear power stations? Um, nuclear power stations, as far as I'm concerned, are the only way forward. They're a lot safer now than what they ever have been. Technology's got better and better and better. Um, and why not build little nuclear power stations uh, around the country just to power the local area uh, with a link into other areas as well so that if they need maintenance on the power station, and they shut it off, then the lights don't go out. But um, that way, smaller power stations can be built quicker. The building size well C, which is down on the south coast, or is it the east coast? Uh, they're building a new power station there. They're giving the go-ahead for it. But it's going to be 15 years before it's online. Nuclear power stations need to be built properly. We can't rush them. Uh, solar power, complete waste of time. From tonight onwards, it's going to be darker more than it's light, and it is for most of the year in the United Kingdom. So solar panels are a waste of time. 
it's also cloudy a considerable amount of time as well and all nowadays technologies better they do work uh, to a degree even when it's not necessarily cold uh, cold not necessarily sunny but they are not the answer to this you know to the solution most people uh, particularly in winter when they get home they turn the heating on turn the electric on have the lights on in the house um, and that's when we need most power and if we've got solar panels they're going to be sat in the dark doing nothing wind power um, I sooner have wind, a wind turbine uh, near my house than a, a, a massive power station uh, or a solar farm but again when it's not windy they don't work and I've driven around a few times this year and I've not seen a single wind turbine actually spinning because it's been deathless still so we can't rely on those renewable energies we need to rely on um, green energies which do include nuclear power because nuclear power is the way forward however in the meantime till we get all that up and running we need to use the fossil fuels that we've got which is your fracking gas your natural gas from the North Sea and your oil from the North Sea as well and people are saying oh yeah but we're going to destroy the planet we're not going to destroy the planet that's uh, America China Russia, India, they're the ones destroying the planet. We are a fraction of the size of all them countries. The amount of gases that we pump into the atmosphere are minuscule compared to each one of them countries or even a, an area of them countries. If we went green tomorrow and every, all everything we used, electric, uh, we, all, we all had electric cars, uh, all electric power stations were, were wind turbines or wave turbines or whatever, um, and all the gas we had was made uh, environmentally, hydrogen put into the pipes, sent round. Then we wouldn't make it. We wouldn't save the planet. So us trying to do what we're trying to do, uh, it's just costing people money, and it will cost people's lives. If we have a bad winter this this winter, and, and older people in particular, or poor people, can't afford to, or people with addictions can't afford to pay for the gas and electricity in their houses they're going to die and we're sat on so much stuff that we can actually whilst we get everything else in place actually use reduce costs and save lives i mean surely it makes sense or maybe not i don't know this is where you can either agree or disagree with me um that's the whole point of these things it's to get you thinking about what's going on uh, it's not just me uh wibbly wobbling along so yeah the Liz Truss uh, has done, well, made quite a lot of announcements. I mean, she's even been to America, to the UN, although it didn't get reported what she said there. And she met with President Biden, but didn't get reported what she said to him either. But she's also been talking about the NHS as well. Now, the NHS is, I'll be honest with you, uh, a bit, a bit, in a bit of a mess at the minute. So they've come up with this fabulous ABCD plan, although it's technically AB. C D D plan, but even that's wrong, um, because where it says care, they keep referring to it as social care, so that begins with an S. So it's technically A S, no A B S D D. But anyway, the point is, they've decided the government that they're going to do something about the NHS um, and make it better for everyone. Now, bear in mind, the government's been in charge of the NHS for twelve years interested to see what new ideas they've got now I know it's a new cabinet a new Prime Minister so there will be new ideas in there so they've come up with this 
ambulances for A. Yeah, well, that works. I'll give them that one. Um, I am more 999 and 111 call handlers to speed up dispatches. Now, we need more ambulances. We don't need more handlers in the office. Uh, my mother had a fall yesterday um, at home and the ambulance took well over three hours to get there. Now, they got through to the call centre straight away. But the ambulance took over three hours to get there. So it's the ambulances and the paramedics we need, not necessarily the callers in the call centre. Um, complete waste of time, in my opinion. Uh, they are going to support 15 hospital trusts uh, that account for the majority of the delays. Now, when I do my drives, I do a ambulance watch when I drive past uh, Wigan Hospital. Uh, which is the Prince Albert Memorial Hospital. And um, it's averages usually between four and seven ambulances out there. But I have driven past and there's been like 12 and 13 ambulances. And then other times I've driven past there's been uh, two, one, sometimes no ambulances waiting. So you think, right, we're going to have a heart attack. I want to have one now rather than have one when there's 14 ambulances outside. But what we need to do is get more ambulances and then we need to sort out the people who've been finished treated uh, and, and cannot go home for whatever reason. And this is what I've said before. We need Nightingale wards. Now, we did Nightingale hospitals when COVID came along, so it's doable. So you hire a building somewhere, um, deck it out with uh, hospital beds, uh, maybe 100, 200, 300 hospital beds, and then get people, uh, nurses and doctors who've recently retired, to uh, come back and pay them to look after these people who are not well enough to go home or haven't got the care package to go home, but are holding up beds in a hospital where people need to get in who've got medical emergencies. We can't make all the hospitals bigger, but we've, it's been proven that Nightingale hospitals can be built quickly and work. So... We need to do Nightingale wards. Get the people in, help out. Look, you know, national emergency. We need to get these waiting lists down. We need to do this, that and the other. Whilst we've got that going, that's a temporary thing, we can then look at social care. Now, they're offering 500 million for care homes to take uh, more hospital discharges. That's to me, is a waste of time because most care homes are full anyway. Um, and do uh, a recruitment for carers and it, they've used the word international now we left Europe um, and the whole point of leaving Europe the reason I voted for leaving Europe was because I was fed up of people I hadn't voted for making the laws for my country i.e. when we joined there was about eight countries in the European Union um, and by the time we left there was nigh on nearly 30 and we only elect our people uh, the people from our country, which is, makes sense because they're our country, but the farm, vast majority of people are not from our country. So the laws they come up with are a bit weird because you've got all these different cultures and things trying to agree something, and then we end up with these laws that make no sense. So that's why I agreed to leave. The other one was to control our borders as well to a degree, uh, which doesn't seem to be working anyway with all the, uh, the tragedy of people trying to cross the channel. Uh, and smuggling themselves into uh, lorries and things like that. That seems to be a continual problem we've got. But 
we've, we can now choose who to have into the country and surely uh, nurses, doctors and carers, we could have unlimited numbers of those in. A lot of people want to work in the United Kingdom. A lot of the people trying to get to the United Kingdom don't want to come here and just sponge off the state because let's be honest, sponging off the state, you ain't going to live well. But they want jobs and if we're not prepared, we have, we've got people who are not prepared to go to old people's houses and wipe the bums and cut the teas for them and, and change them and put them in bed, but other people are prepared to do that, then what is the problem? We've got a, a, a shortage of nurses, we've got a shortage of doctors, we've got a shortage of dentists, and we've got a massive shortage of carers. And there's billions of people on this planet, and out of them, hundreds of thousands are more than capable of coming to the UK and sorting it out, and that would help the NHS as well. It, it's a long-term thing, um, but, you know, Liz Trust knows best. Uh, backlogs. Um, they're doing 160 more diagnostic centres by 2025. Uh, basically, I think that just means they're going to upgrade uh, doctors' uh, surgeries so that they can do a bit more um, than what they can do at the moment. And they're also saying as well that pharmacists will be able to prescribe drugs that they've not been able to prescribe before, um, as long as they are uh, capable of knowing who to prescribe it to or not that's the risk you get in it i mean you know you go to a supermarket pharmacy are you going to get the same standard than you would do if you went to a national health pharmacy that was attached to a hospital um i assume you would but you don't know do you but mistakes are made anyway so better see someone than nothing uh, doctors um ends the pension tax trap now apparently doctors save money on tax if they retire early which is an enigma we need more doctors. We don't need less doctors and we don't need doctors that are established retiring early. We need them more so because now people are living longer anyway. Um, we need people to stay in at least while we build up the rest of the situation behind them and, and, and kind of replace them that way. Um, two week limit for GP appointments. Right. Now I'll be honest, I've not been to a doctor's for myself for any appointments or anything for over 40 years so I'm, I'm not the best person to speak about this but I've had a daughter who I used to take to the doctors when she was ill uh, and generally it was a day or two and you, you go there and it's sorted out they're saying a two week limit on GPs now if my legs falling off okay bad example I'd go to the A&E but if I had a severe cold or uh, you know having difficulty breathing like an asthma attack or something like that I'd go to the A&E yeah but most illnesses and things that you have need to be seen quickly. A, because they need to be got rid of as quick as possible. So, you know, if you've got like flu or something like that, you need to go to the doctors maybe to get a prescription for something that you can take to ease the, ease the symptoms. Within two weeks, it'll probably be gone anyway. Or you need to go to the doctors because you found a lump or something somewhere. Um, two weeks or more, that could be a difference between life and death. So the two weeks thing is a complete waste of time. It should be two days. I appreciate we can't do that, but we need to have targets that we can aim for and say, right, it's going to be two days maximum waiting list to see a doctor in person. However, we won't be able to do that until we get doctors trained up. And that's going to take, you know, X number of years or we get doctors in from abroad, which is going to take uh, less time, but still months, maybe a couple of years. But we need to do that. We need to do it now. Um, 31 more phone lines 
at GP services. 31,000, sorry, more phone lines at GP surgeries. Again, what is the point? People can't speak to their GP when they ring up. So what's 31,000 more phone lines going to do? And how many GP surgeries are there in the United Kingdom anyway? I mean, one assumes there's over 20,000. So you're looking at just over one extra phone line per GP unit. But you still won't be able to speak to anyone. And they'll have to hire someone to answer the phone who can tell you that you can't speak to anyone. Or one of them stupid robots that talk crap as well. Um, dentists. Um, relax the rules for foreign doctors coming to the NHS. Well, yeah, that's what I've just said. So, yeah, I'll go with that one. Um, and practices must public, publicly declare if they are taking in new patients. Now, most practices that I know of uh, do advertise that they're taking in patients. Admitted private patients, but they do. And I don't understand how your dentist, if you want to wait weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks to get treatment at your dentist, your NHS dentist, could treat you if you pay them a few hundred quid uh, in a couple of weeks. How is that legal? To me, that is, um, I wouldn't say necessarily fraud, but it, it's beyond immoral. If, if you're going to be treated by the same dentist on the NHS in a few months' time, or the same dentist in a couple of weeks privately, then there's something wrong with the system. That's what we need to look at. We need to make sure that private dentists are all private and public dentists are all public. But the public dentists, the NHS dentists, get a reasonable amount of money for the stuff that they do. They get more money than the average wage, but they get considerably more when they go private. Um, it, you know, I, if I was a dentist, I'd probably do more private stuff than NHS stuff because I'd make more money from it. You know, my six-bedroom mansion in Cheshire isn't going to pay for itself. I've got to keep, you know, feeding it money, so I'm going to do all the private stuff. It's, again, an enigma, and we need to sort it out. Uh, people, as far as I was aware, in the old days, they became dentists or nurses or doctors or whatever because they wanted to pay people. Um, not pay people, help people. But these days, it feels like they want to do it because it's good money. Um, and that's not the right reason to do it. A bit like many politicians, I'll be honest with you. Anyway, this is meant to be light-hearted. Oh, well. Um, oh, yeah, some light-hearted news that's broke as well recently. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump, uh, his daughter and his two lads, are um, possibly uh, going to get done for fraud uh, for saying that the companies that they run were worth more than what they actually are, um, are more successful than what they actually are, and getting loans and grants and stuff like that on by bigging up a property they own. For example, there's a, an apartment that uh, I think Donald Trump put on a form was like three times the size it was um, in, order, in, in New York in order to get uh, some financial benefit from it uh, and then it turns out it wasn't. Now this is all alleged and speculation and all that but one hopes it does, it is it does come true and he does get what he deserves because let's be honest he deserves a lot that guy um right we've done him right the weather the weather is going a bit mental not in the uk um it's it's not so bad at the minute but in japan they had a massive typhoon which has done uh, quite a bit of damage and a lot of flooding and uh, injured and a very high number of people
Uh, not the actual typhoon itself, it's debris that's been blown around that strikes people or smashes into vehicles or whatever. Um, but yeah, and then meanwhile, um, in uh, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, uh, they've had a hurricane, Hurricane Fiona, which again has uh, devastated the lands. The amount of rain coming down is biblical. It is now, it's passed over a few other islands, including the Bahamas, and it's actually on its way to Canada. Now, it's very unusual for Canada to get hurricanes. Uh, if you're a hurricane watcher, you'll know that normally it's in the Gulf of Mexico, so you've got, like, um, um, that that bit at the bottom of America that's kind of sheltered. Then you've got the Florida Keys, and then you've got all the way up to New York, and that's normally where the hurricanes strike. Occasionally, if they go in where the um, Gulf of Mexico is, um, they can travel across land for a bit, but they do kind of peter out. But this one is going to Canada, and it could give them some in the region of uh, 14 inches of rain in minutes. I mean, we are talking a stupid amount of water in a country that's not necessarily able to cope with that. Um, so anyway, fingers crossed that everything is okay. Um, oh, got to go back to list trust, sorry. Oh, I do apologise. Um, that's not List Trust. That is a guy who owns a business. It looks like a key cutting business. Just a random photograph. Um, basically, the electricity and gas charged to businesses, the NHS, schools, um, restaurants, shops, all that kind of thing, which are businesses, yeah, but they are not covered by a cap. Um, so basically, a lot of prices for electricity in companies has gone up three four hundred percent which is considerably more than it's gone up for the domestic user and obviously a lot of small companies can't afford this some budgets uh, some uh, have gone up from like forty thousand pounds a year electricity for industry uh, to two hundred and fifty thousand pounds a year for the same amount of electricity and that's not doable so list trust has come up with this um, going to cap it now at a certain percentage of the cost price per unit of electricity or gas um, and that way hopefully it will maintain down the amount of money that companies are going to have to pay because you know we want to keep jobs not lose jobs so it kind of makes sense the money's being borrowed but the whole point is if more people are paying taxes because they're working and in good jobs then that, that'll pay off the loan quicker but of course people who are in uh, big jobs, earning big money, and now paying less tax. Makes no sense. But anyway, yeah, we'll see how that one pans out. Um, our friendly neighbourhood, uh, Nutter. Yes, I'm talking about you. Uh, Mr. Pel uh, Pelton? <laughs> Putin. Pelton. That's Pelt Putin. Um, has come up with this brilliant idea uh, to do a partial mobilisation of reserve uh, reservists in Russia, mainly because his army is being completely defeated um, and he is scared that he's going to look like the country is soft. So what he's saying is, if you're a fighting age, you're probably going to get called up. But if you are already a reservist, i.e. the equivalent of the territorial army as was over here, you're getting called up and you're going now and there are scenes of um, families being separated, uh, fathers, brothers, sons, uh, getting on uh, coaches are being shipped away to the battlefield in Ukraine 
Um, it's just horrendous. It's just, it's a bit like World War One when all the young chaps, all the brave men of uh, little villages and things got sent to uh, France uh, to be basically slaughtered. Uh, it, it, it's just horrendous. I mean, it's, it's basically war crime on his own people. Um, and the people are not taking it, I'll be honest with you. Um, all the flights out of Russia have completely sold out for a few weeks ahead. And at the border crossings, uh, it is practically gridlock as people try and flee. So people of fighting age, which I would assume in Russia is probably about 16 to mid-40s, uh, men are all trying to get out if they think that they are going to be uh, conscripted into uh, military service for a war that is basically a folly of Putin's. Oh, we can't call it a war, can we? A military uh, manoeuvre. Um, Putin's also said um, that he's not frightened of using nuclear weapons um, and he will do that if he needs to. And he's also threatened uh, London and various other capitals around the world and the United Nations and everyone saying that you're all scumbags I'm going to take you all on. Now if you can't take on Ukraine, no disrespect to Ukraine, uh, you ain't going to be able to take on the rest of us. So uh, yeah. So he's doing all this. He's even come up with this vote thing. So these places in orange are going to have a vote which uh, Donetsk and uh, Luhansk, um, the top two They've been part of, or controlled by Russian separatists for quite a while, at least half of those areas have anyway. Saprosia and Kurzon, um, they have been captured during the war. And what he's doing is, he's doing a poll to see, a referendum, to see if the people who live in these places want to stay in a Russian control. Um, now, Crimea was annexed uh, many years ago. Uh, nearly 10 years ago now, I think. So they don't get a vote. They're already part of Russia, so that's that. But these ones, I think the top two could be close. The bottom two be definite no. But would you vote no if you live there with the Russian army controlling this poll? No, you would not vote no. So this is not a democratic vote. This is a, a whitewash. This is just an absolute, well, it's just what Putin does, doesn't he? Uh, it's just unbelievably horrible. Having said that, um, these three, four, were um, captured in the war. They're British. Um, and two of them went over four or five years ago, joined the Ukraine army. Um, so they were actually Ukraine army soldiers who'd been there for four years, so before the war. They got accused of being mercenaries and uh, in a kangaroo court and they were sentenced to death. Uh, one of them was a, an aid worker and the other one was someone who went over to just join the army. Anyway, they've all been freed unexpectedly. Um, ended up going to uh, Saudi Arabia, I think it was, on a plane and now they've flown over to Britain. So uh, they're back home and safe. Uh, prisoner swap, which apparently happens a lot. I remember... During the Cold War, there was a lot of prisoner swaps on a bridge in Berlin, I think it was, uh, or nearby anyway, certainly in Germany, where, they'd, like on a movie, they'd have the, you know, the east, eastern block on one side, the western block on the other side, and then people would walk across past each other, 
um, to their own and then everyone would disappear and then a few weeks later, a few months later, they'd have another one where more people crossed and uh, yeah, and it just feels like this is a similar kind of thing. Only nowadays we use private jets instead of um, using uh, bridges. Now, there is some other news um, before we go to the America bit, IDC, which a lot of people like. Um, the Beyond Meat, which is a vegan food company, the chief executive has been accused of biting a man's nose. Now, he's vegan and he's set up and running and very expensive for what it is. Uh, vegan meat company and he's been accused of potential cannibalism of a live human it just yeah weird um uganda has declared an ebola breakout uh an ebola breakout has been declared in uganda after a new rare strain has been found now if you're very young you won't remember ebola but ebola was the equivalent of covid uh 15 plus years ago uh, the thing is, it never really escaped the African area, um, so it was in all. It was horrendous. Lots of people died in a horrible, nasty way as well, uh, and it was mainly sighted in Africa and everything. Uh, but it's back, and this is a new strain. So scientists are, are trying to find out what's different about this new strain. Well, I hope, yeah, I hope it's not. Uh, I'll be honest with you. We don't need another pandemic. Uh, not, not just yet, anyway. <laughs> But yeah, you're right, Angela. I hope it doesn't come here. Uh, there's been three powerful earthquakes. Um, this week uh, was the last one, uh, 1985 and 2017, uh, all on the same day, which is September the 19th. So September the 19th, 85, September the 19th, 2017, and September the 19th, 2021, powerful earthquakes hit Mexico um, and people now in Mexico are thinking it's some kind of I won't say act of God or a warning or something but they are panicking about it a little bit and the scientists are saying it's just coincidence these things happen uh, but it is a bit weird um, <laughs> see even the old people uh, back in the day uh, had a good time apparently uh, opium traces have been discovered in uh, Israel in vessels used in burial rituals by the ancient Canaanites, providing one of the world's earliest pieces of evidence of uh, drug use. Um, so yeah, the, uh, these people, ancient civilization, were using opioids back in the day. Who knew? Let's be honest, we've all seen animals use things um, to get a little bit high. Uh, I mean, there was that bear the other week uh, in the back of that uh, pickup truck that had had the, uh, was it called magic honey? Um, and then obviously you, you see birds flying around where they've, they've had fermented fruit uh, and they're, they're just flying in a really bizarre manner. Um, so yeah, it's other animals do do it. And I think chimpanzees and monkeys as well. Um, and gorillas, I think they have some kind of bark um, off a tree or some leaves or something that sends them into a translucent state as well. Not translucent, that means see-through. That'd be weird. But you know what I mean. Anyway, now it's time for 
Meanwhile, in America, da 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 da. Um, so I've done all the royal family stuff, uh, all the Meghan Markle and everything that America have been reporting on. So this is the non-Meghan uh, Markle stuff that we're going to report on now. So we've got uh, Russia, <laughs> as reported in America. Now obviously the British news has been all about the uh, the, the funeral preparations and whatnot of... Um, Queen Elizabeth II, um, so we've not had much news from around the world, uh, but thankfully America have kept me abreast of what's going on. So we've got uh, demoralised Russians wanting out before losing a major Ukraine city. So, which is basically what we said the other week, um, when the, the Ukrainians went into certain towns and cities that they reclaimed, there was very few of anyone there from the Russian army. And it looked like they'd literally just gone. Uh, they'd left the tanks, they left uh, armoured vehicles, jeeps, uh, equivalent, uh, shells, ammunition, all that kind of stuff. Just abandoned it and gone back towards Russia, just fleed. Um, and this is like saying that, yeah, there was reports that that's what they were wanting to do. Um, here's something. Everyone tells me that marijuana is uh, not... A, a risky drug to take uh, and it's fine and everything and I had someone living with me who uh, I didn't know at the time but was uh, taking it and yeah having lived with someone who's on uh, cannabis I have to say it's not a nice drug it's not a friendly drug and it does become addictive basically the person stole from me uh, to buy more cannabis uh, and become agitated aggressive um, it was it was just very very unpleasant uh, and I was trying to help them out uh, from a dark area and yeah I ended up in a dark area not taking drugs or anything just living with a, someone with drugs but anyway uh, mar marijuana with high THC levels can cause cannabis use disorder I think any use of any thing can cause long-term damage um, marijuana Maybe if you use it once a week or something, it might not be that bad. But if you use it six, seven, eight times a day, it's going to mess with your head. Because that's what it does. That's what you use it for. I mean, you know, the only drug I, I'm addicted to in a way is alcohol. Um, that's the only thing that I have. You know, I might have a, a can of Guinness or a couple of cans of Guinness or um, obviously gin or something like that every now and then. But, um, I mean, that's bad for you as well because it knackers up your liver and and other health issues but it doesn't affect your brain so much unless you're absolutely you know on it but yeah legalizing marijuana and legalizing other drugs it's as its advantages uh, for a government uh, it's a tax thing because um, you can tax it if it's being sold legally um, secondly you can control the market there'll be less black market uh, going on so less criminal activity around it um, but if people think it's okay to use it, people who don't use it, you're going to get more people dependent on it, more people addicted to it, which in time will impact on the NHS or the American Health Service as well. But no, um, it's it's not a good thing. Drugs are not cool and they are not good. Anyway. 
Um, Ex-Long Island lawmaker pleads guilty to uh, patronising a prostitute. Now, when I first read this, I read that as patronising. I'm like, how can you patronise a prostitute? Uh, but patronising means he basically paid her money to carry on doing it, supported her. Uh, and then when he got caught, he lied about it. So he's, he's up the uh, creek without a paddle. Um, inside story of sexy, never before seen photos of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. Oh, I was so excited when I saw this. Um, before there was a, the, the sex tape, there was the sexy photo shoot. Playboy photographer Stephen Wyer, White, White, Wader, snapped Pamela Anderson the morning after she slept with Tommy Lee for the first time. Wow, that's a... Yeah, uh, and it's news. It's news that photographs were taken of someone. Uh, Alaska, talking of places that don't really get bad weather, hit by hurricane force winds by another typhoon. Now, typhoons generally are in the... Uh, no, where are we? Hurricanes generally are in the Atlantic and typhoons generally are in the Pacific. And Alaska is very north of the Pacific, so it's going to be one that's somehow drifted up there. Like I said, the weather patterns are all over the place uh, due to global warming, uh, as previously discussed. But Alaska to get um, 50 foot seas um, and coastal flooding not seen in decades is unusual and should be causing alarm bells for people. Uh, particularly people in power. Uh, talking earlier on about the NHS and the fact that, uh, you know, like my mother had to wait hours for an ambulance yesterday um, and other people do as well and people have died whilst waiting for an ambulance. Um, well, in New York City, um, the, med uh, the emergency, all the emergency um, departments, their arrival times are increasing considerably due to uh, understaffing and I dare say um, underfunding as well because they're all private. Uh, Ted Cruz is heckled on a plane over school shootings and he replied you're a partisan. Ted Cruz should not be allowed in politics. Ted Cruz should not be allowed a public image, a public voice. Uh, I mean I know he's from Texas that gives him a bit of an excuse. But uh, he, he is just a very dangerous um, man who's got little power, but still too much for what he needs to have. This is uh, what I was on about before. Liz Trust. Oh, she's such a smarmy. Oh. <laughs> um, Council's pre-funeral meeting with Joe Biden. Britain's new Prime Minister Liz Truss has pulled a plug on a planned face-to-face -face meeting with President Joe Biden this weekend uh, while keeping appointments with other heads of states. Well, to be fair, the other heads of state that she kept appointments with were not going to be at the UN meeting that she did meet with him. Oh, I love Liz. I love Liz. Yeah, any she's, she's great. It's, bring back Boris. Bring back Boris. Or where is Rishi? Uh, well, I could be wrong. She might be the best Prime Minister we've ever had. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't say that out loud. Um, now, thankfully, this is not a gun story. Or a knife story. Axe-wielding madman runs amok in New York City McDonald's and nobody was loving it. 
Obviously. If you're in a McDonald's and someone's running amok with an axe and he's a madman, who's going to love it? What from him? Uh, it was a Big Mac attack. <laughs> an axe-wielding wingnut. Now, I don't know what wingnut is in America. Um, I mean, a madman I get. Wingnut, don't get. Wingnut in the United Kingdom is when someone's got massive ears um, that just stick out and you call them wingnut because they're like a wingnut. You can spin their head around. You can't really, because obviously it's all... You know, anyway, I digress. Um, the wingnut ran amok inside uh, a McDonald's, terrorising patrons and causing thousands of dollars worth of property damage, officials said. What started as uh, a nothing burger, a 2.25am dispute between the suspect uh, and three other men escalated into a rampage. Um, <laughs> thankfully, no one was injured, but yeah. Oh, there's another funeral one. I missed this one. I tried to put all the funeral stuff together so I could do it all in one go. But anyway. Uh, did the Archbishop of Canterbury uh, shade Harry and Meghan during the Queen's funeral sermon? Basically, extract the urine. Take their wee-wee uh, with them. Um, he said... Um, what was he said? Those who cling to power and privileges um, and looked apparently directly at uh, Harry says will be forgotten... Uh, very quickly and people like the Queen who served loyally for 70 years and beyond to be fair even when she was a princess um, will be remembered forever um, anyway the Americans are saying that he was he was pointing a finger at Prince Harry and Meghan Markle because that's what church men do uh, no they don't they don't point the finger and it's not at uh, middle-aged uh, men and women allegedly um, there's a, a Russian military company, i.e., um, oh, what are they called? I, I said it before. Ah, oh, it's gone. Um, the Wagner Group, a Russian private military company, mercenaries, that's it, are trying to recruit over 1,500 convicted prisoners to take part in the war in Ukraine. But many are refusing to join. They sooner stay in a Russian prison than go to war. Um, it's... It says here, the US defence official said on Monday, our information indicates that uh, Wagner, the company, has been suffering high losses in Ukraine, especially, and unsurprisingly, among young and inexperienced fighters. No poo Sherlock. Um, yeah, like I said last week, they're basically taking kids off the street who think they're, uh, you know, well, I'm hard me, I'll do it, uh, and send them to war, and, and they're getting killed. It's, it's tragic, it's beyond tragic. It's horrendous. Um... But they're now trying to get prisoners to get involved. And there's actually a picture of him, uh, one of the guys who runs the company, stood in a prison yard with all the prisoners stood around him, looking miserable, and he's trying to recruit them. I mean, if you're recruiting murderers, rapists, and things like that to go to war, I, I think they've got other priorities than actually going to war. Um, and then other prisoners are just saying, we don't want to do it. We want to stay in prison. Um in Russia. I mean, that, that says a lot, doesn't it? To what people really think about this war. Sorry, military manoeuvres. Uh, Ukraine have warned a second nuclear plant is in danger from strikes as fighting continues. A Russian, a Russian missile landed outside a Ukrainian nuclear plant, renewing fears of a catastrophe, uh, as yet more nuclear reactors get caught in the crossfire. A Russian missile exploded within 350 yards of the South Ukraine nuclear power plant, 
uh, in the central part of the country on Monday. Now, I've said before, uh, anyone who bombs within a mile of a nuclear facility, um, unless it's military, um, should be uh, done for crime, war crimes, and anyone who militarises a zone, i.e. has troops within a mile of a nuclear facility, should also be done for war crime as well. I know it won't make any difference in this war, but it gives us more, not that we need more, I mean how many war crimes have been committed by the Russians, and probably the Ukrainians as well, yes. But um, war, is, war is a dirty thing, but we don't want a nuclear disaster on our hands as well. So we've got to make it a war crime to, within a mile, I go half a mile at the least, at the maximum even, but uh, we need to do something uh, because it's not just nuclear plants in um, Ukraine, which let's be honest, most of them were probably built by the Russians. We know what their building skills are like. So we need to, that needs to be a thing, it needs to be a law, uh, and I can't understand a world law, like, you know, you can't kill prisoners of war, things like that, it should be up there. War crimes, you cannot execute civilians, you cannot militarise, attack within a mile of a nuclear facility. It should all be classed as the same thing. Um, another uh, Ebola. Uh, Uganda confirmed at least one case of Ebola hemorrhagic fever. Now basically, I said before that when you die from Ebola, it's horrendous. Uh, you basically, you bleed out of every orifice, every hole in your body which includes the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth, and downstairs as well. Whether you've got uh, two orifices or three orifices down there, doesn't matter, you're going to bleed out of all of them, and you're going to be in agonising pain. Hopefully, uh, they've discovered it early enough that it won't spread, and it can be controlled, and as few people as possible uh, will be affected by it. But uh, it's Uganda, they're not the, um, the richest company, uh, country in the world, that um, I, I fear that things could escalate quite badly. Not necessarily worldwide pandem pandemic, but I think it, Africa could be going about to head into something horrendous again. And they're still not over COVID yet. There's still COVID rampant in those areas. We've in the nor in the northern hemisphere, Europe and all that have pretty much eradicated it to a degree. It's still there, uh, but it's not as much as it was. I imagine it will spike a little bit because of the Queen's funeral, uh, all the people close together um, in London, uh, all the people inside pubs and things watching it and uh, going around to families' houses, uh, that's how it spreads in, in, you know, people being together. So we may have a spike, but hopefully it'll be a limited spike and then it'll go down again. Um, we've got half term coming up, so hopefully if it spikes during the half term, that will stop it spreading even more as well. But Ebola, you need to keep an eye on it. I mean, remember monkeypox, that kind of came and went. Um, but yeah, Ebola was frightening at the time and could be frightening again. Russia proposes an alternative meat made out of fly larvae. Maggots. Uh, a senior Russian official has suggested that residents in his country may need to chow down on meat alternatives such as fly larvae and vegetable protein as the country feels the pinch of sanctions over the ongoing war in Ukraine. This is the Deputy Prime Minister. Uh, he told uh, I know in the I Know Food exhibition in Sochi that we continue to experiment with alternative meats. Um, yeah, I think you get more protein if you actually let the larvae grow into flies and then eat the flies. I think there's more protein in insects than there is in larvae, but not that I'm an expert on that I'd eat any of them. 
just say. Um, a New York one, I assume that's a channel, weatherman, Eric Adem, wants his job back as fans support him through nude pic scandal. Um, young, he looks quite young, what, late 20s, early 30s? Uh, does it say anywhere? No. Um, da -da -da -da. Uh, he was fired, uh, and he wants his job back after going public about the leaked nude fo photos that cost him his gig with a source telling the Post on Tuesday the ordeal is a case of revenge porn. Uh, Adem, who says he was booted from the Spectrum News Channel after someone on an adult webcam site sent his naked pictures to his employer, uh, is asking his bosses to look at the wave of support he's received over the recent days. Um, that's the problem, isn't it, these days? Um, you, you take a picture of yourself, um, any picture of yourself, uh, and put it on the internet, it's on the internet. Um, and it's there forever. You can delete it, but by then, it's already in people's cache somewhere else. Uh, memory, or on hard drives, or it's been downloaded, or it's been, it's been, uh, a picture's been taken with a camera, of the screen, or whatever. Um, if any image you put up on the internet, you've got to think, would I let my mother see this image? And if you wouldn't let your mother see this image, then don't put it up. Don't send pictures to friends, um, girlfriends, boyfriends, um, schoolmates, whatever, um, work colleagues, because you are literally opening up a can of worms, uh, in my case anyway, that would come back in years to come and could affect you in a, in a massive way. I mean, he might have been, you know, like a young study jock type when he was a, a kid, and... Um, you know, well, say a kid in his early 20s or whatever, and, you know, he thought he was clever, so, yeah, I'll do a new show, yeah, yeah, and then they put it on the internet for a laugh, and it's come back, and he's lost his job over it, so, yeah, be warned, be afraid, be very afraid. Um, a Putin foe reveals warning sign that helped him escape an assassination attempt. Now, he's not a, an owner of a big company, energy company, or oil company, or anything, um, so he's not fallen out of a building or drowned in some weird circumstance. Um, but a human rights activist and vocal critic of Russian President Vladimir Putin says he narrowly escaped an attempt on his life after he noticed a red dot from an assassin's gun travelling across the wall of his, of his home in a luxury seaside French resort town. Um, so yeah, they are... They, they, he's a, a founder of a company that... Uh, organization that exposed purported evidence of widespread torture and rape in Russian prisons last year. Um, so yeah, I can imagine Putin doesn't want him around anymore, but I mean, I don't think necessarily that they use um, a sniper with a red dot. The, 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 their, their thing is sticking you with an umbrella or putting poison on your door handle. Um, that's what they tend to do. So yeah. Be, be afraid. A Jersey... This is so obvious. A Jersey Shore wedding turned to chaos when the floor caved in. What wouldn't turn to chaos if a floor caved in? I mean, you could be having a quiet meal with your partner in a restaurant and the floor caved in. That night would turn into chaos. It is not a new story. The new story is a floor caved in and um, 
I don't think anyone was seriously injured, but that would be the story. Not that the place turned to chaos. Obviously it turned to chaos. The floor collapsed. Um, I was on before about the uh, the flight or, fight or flee uh, thing going on in Russia. Um, 1,400 people, allegedly, uh, protesters, uh, have been arrested for saying that they um, don't want to be conscripted uh, into the army. Uh, it's the biggest conscription since World War Two. Now, World War Two kind of made sense because they were fighting the Nazis and the Nazis were, were kind of expanding east and west um, and Russia was protecting itself and we did conscripts, conscripts as well, like I said before, we sent, uh, although World War One was not as much training, World War Two. I think by the time World War Two came along, we had, um, oh, what's that thing where you, you had to go and serve in the army for a few months or whatever, uh, when you got to 18, um, I can't remember what it's called now, uh, but you got a suit when you left, a demob suit. Uh, a lot of people of a certain age have been buried in their demob suits, so they can still fit them, which is quite impressive. But um, yeah, um, the conscription is not what people want in Russia. And I think people are waking up to the fact that, hang on a minute, this is a little war that you said would be over in six days. We're nearly, I think we're getting off with, what, eight months into it? Uh, and you're, you're, you're taking people off the street to join, to help in this war? I think people are waking up to the fact that they've been lied to. And I think this is going to definitely um, blow up in his face. <sighs> Wishful thinking. Anyway. Uh, NTSB wants all new vehicles to check drivers for alcohol use. Now this is the most stupid thing ever. Um, basically the NTS, uh, NTSB are the like, health and safety uh, of the United States of America. And basically what they're saying is that they want uh, vehicles to, when the driver sits in the car, has to give a breath sample so that the vehicle can then start uh, and then the person can drive the vehicle. Now the only problem with that is if I was drunk and I wanted to take my mates home in my car and one of them wasn't drunk, you get the one who isn't drunk to blow into the tube to give a negative response and then you get in the car and drive home anyway. So it's, it's, it's like a complete waste of technology and a waste of time. Other than having something that checks the breathing of the person whilst driving, i.e. something in the steering wheel, or something that comes right down but can only go into the mouth of, or the, the, the nose or a mask or something, that can only reach the driver and no one else, uh, it's just all for abuse. And people will think, oh, it's safe to go on the roads at night because no one will be drunk anymore because all the cars have got these things in. Uh, and no, it's a complete waste of time. What you need to do is educate people into not driving while drunk. Show them the consequences. I mean, there was a thing that we did over here for a little while, and I know they're doing, I think, uh, Italy, that if there's a fatality of a, 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 and it's a drunk driver or whatever, they actually put the car that's wrecked back to where it was when the accident, where the accident happened with signs on saying, this is what happened if you drink, drive. Hiya, Rongan. Uh, Ted I to DC, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's just it's just complete waste of time. Uh, you need to try and educate people uh, and do it that way. I mean, I if I have a can of anything, 
I won't drive my car. Um, even one can. I think if you have any alcohol in your system, you shouldn't be driving. End of. Now, I know there's still drunk drivers in the UK and all that kind of thing, but it's, it's a much bigger problem in a lot of other countries. And I think if you get caught drunk driving, there should be... You should have your car confiscated off you and crushed. Um, you should lose your driving licence, have to take your test again, um, after a certain number of years. And if you're considerably over the limit, maybe even a custodial sentence or a massive fine. Um, you know, but in America, no, just blow into a pipe that you make a blow into, or even a passerby. Have you had a drink tonight? No, can you just blow in this for me, please? You know, it's, oh, it's just stupid. Anyway, moving on. Um, oh, that's the uh, earthquake story again, when we're saying that the, uh, they've had three earthquakes in uh, Mexico on the same day uh, in three different years, over a decade apart. It's weird. I don't think drink driving will ever stop. As everyone knows, you don't drink properly when you've had a drink. <laughs> I think I know what you mean. Um, uh, firefighters rescue a blind dog from a construction hole. Now, uh, California firefighters rescued a... I got three years for Starkin and the same judge, Uri's, uh, discharged an imam for raving. Let's go to the mosque. My name is Matt Harris. Ah, well you're a wrong gun. Uh, firefighters rescued a blind dog from a construction hole. California firefighters rescued a 13-year-old blind dog that fell into a 15-foot hole at a construction site. Um, it does make me ask the question, uh, where was the guide human for the dog? I mean, you know, if you're blind, you have a guide dog. Uh, if you've got a blind dog, you should have a guide human. I think it's a guide human's fault, and I think they should pay uh, all the money uh, used to rescue the dog. I'm glad the dog was safe, but the blind human, the the, the guide human, sorry, should have uh, stopped the dog going into the hole. Just saying. Uh, suburban Boston High School. We love high schools in America. They're so mad. Um, uh, bans political items, including BLM and pride flags. Um, school officials at a Boston suburb public high school inform a faculty facility that a political item such as Black Lives Matters and gay pride flags are banned from classrooms. We need to avoid placing items in these classrooms that can cause destruction or distraction. I mean, again, insanity. People need to, when you're at school, you need to be aware of what's going on in the world. And if you have a gay rights flag um, or a BLM flag or whatever, whether you agree with it, disagree with it, it doesn't matter. It's happening. It's current. It needs to be in there. And for a school to banish it all, it just seems... Um, I mean, it even says at the bottom, we are an inclusive environment. No, you're not. If you're not letting people put up posters or, or, or signs or talk about things that are important to them, that's not inclusive. Do you think they want a soft nuclear war so we have to stay indoors with our VR headsets? I don't have, I wouldn't have a VR headset. Who know, who, how do we know we're not already in a Matrix-style world? We don't know, do we? No. Uh, Zelensky says Russia must face just punishment in UN General uh, Assembly address. Uh, now, Liz Truss went there, our Prime Minister, and said something or other. Um, but we don't know what she said because never reported, never saw it. Um, 
another lockdown. Yeah, there will be another lockdown. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky demanded just punishment against Russia for its invasion of his country uh, as he bashed the Kremlin. Um, which I think is fair. I think Russia deserves everything it's going to get. Uh, but the people of Ukraine need to be free. Uh, that's the main thing. Now, remember last week, uh, there was a vehicle that uh, dropped some uh, adult toys on the floor, having crashed. Well, another vehicle's crashed this week, another big rig, articulated lorry, uh, and it was Coors Light uh, on a Florida highway after several trucks smashed into each other, and it was a tidal wave, apparently. Well, technically not, because they're in the can, um, or bottle, uh, of... Uh, uh, of what was it Coors Light now I quite like Coors Light uh, I prefer Guinness but Guinness well just makes my belly bigger um, but Coors Light it's lighter so it's better but anyway yeah um, <laughs> this is scary uh, on a search engine uh, in the the main search engine in Russia it's been reported that one of the uh, the main questions asked uh at the moment, since the conscription charge that uh, uh, Putin's come up with, is how do you break your arm at home? Uh, Russian research, how to break their own arms in a hurriedly brought to, uh, or hurriedly bought one-way plane tickets out of the country. Uh, after uh, Putin said he would deploy citizens to Ukraine to fight his war. Why doesn't Putin go there and fight? If he feels that strong about it, give him a tank, give him the best tank Russia's got, go on, give him a chance. Send him in there. See what he can do. Don't send the kids in there, mate. Oh, this is that picture I was on about. Uh, Putin reportedly enlists serial killers and a cannibal to fight in war. Oh, I wonder if it's the guy from Beyond Meat who bit that guy's nose earlier. Um, yeah, uh, desperate Russian President Vladimir Putin is trying to recruit at least 50,000 convicts to aid his escalated war, including serial killers and at least one cannibal. <laughs> at least one cannibal. You've got to love... Uh, you've got to love... Well, no, you haven't. What am I saying? I'm talking rubbish. Move on. Quick. Uh, Hong Kong man arrested for sedation after paying tribute to Queen Elizabeth. What? A man who paid tribute to Queen Elizabeth with a song on the harmonica near the British consulate in Hong Kong was arrested um, on Monday. Officers detained the 43-year-old man on suspicion of committing an act with a sentious intent police said um, <laughs> wow why did we give Hong Kong to China uh, it's, I mean for the just for the sake of the people of Hong Kong not because I want us to be a, a global you know t um, tyrant of everyone I think they'd be doing better now under us than what they are doing under China anyway now can't prove this one way or the other but uh, this is uh, allegedly a chilling video that shows incendiary ammo falling on Ukrainian town. Now, as far as I know, um, and, uh, incendiary devices like that are illegal and therefore a war crime. However, uh, you cannot tell whether or not that is uh, a legitimate uh, uh, image. Um, and it's, if it is, it's terrifying. Uh, it's, it's just horrible to think that that's coming down on people's homes, houses, businesses, whatever. Um, but again, like I said, we can't can't confirm or deny it. And it also possibly looks like 
um, the special effects from Avatar 2. Well, probably not. Um, Taste of Kale makes unborn babies grimace. Now, Kale is horrendous. I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, if you'd have uh, if you'd have joined us earlier on, Rongan, um, I was on about while we get our um, nuclear facilities up and running, which is going to take a decade, two decades. We should be taking advantage of what we've got underneath us, i.e., coal, oil, and gas. Um, because even if we went green, because of the size of the country, it wouldn't make a jot of difference to the the world uh, crisis with the global warming. We are too small to we're insignificant as a, as a, a landmass to actually make any difference. So we need to make we need to do something. Yes. But for the time being, and to try and reduce prices for people, we need to um, use what we've got here. Um, we've got coal, uh, we've got gas, we've got shale gas, and we've got oil, uh, all literally on our doorstep. Um, and even if it doesn't reduce the price, it reduces the reliability on uh, foreign countries providing it for us. Because the moment we get a lot of gas from America, well, the way Liz Truss is going... We could be falling out with America soon and they stop sending us the gas. Okay, no worry, Angela. See you soon. Take care. Goodbye. Um, so, yeah, back to the uh, the kale thing. Uh, now, obviously, babies don't eat anything when they're in the womb because they're in the uh, uh, ambionic sac. But um, they're, they're fed through the umbilical cord directly into the bloodstream. So I don't, I can't see how that is going to make the baby grimace because it can't taste it. Uh, it's probably just got wind or something. Uh, and maybe they grimace all the time. I mean, do they actually look at babies 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to see if they're grimacing or not? So anyway, they're using kale as an excuse. So school photo social media trend could leave kids vulnerable to predators, say the police. No poo, Sherlock. Really? Uh, as students adjust to returning to school this fall, uh, law enforcement members and online safety experts are reminding parents to be cautious about the information they give and share on social media. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, don't hold a picture up of your child holding a, 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 its name that it's written on a piece of card for its school photograph and then post it online. Cut that bit out. If you want to put a picture of your kid online, that's fine. But you don't put the name on there. And I don't understand parents who buy replica football shirts and have the name of the child on the back of it so you know if you've got a child called Chris uh, and he's a Man United fan then you put a name of one of the Man United players on the back of it you don't put Chris on the back of it because if if he gets distracted or whatever uh, and then someone sees him on their own or he's walking to or from school or playing with the kids in the park or whatever and someone shouts Chris Chris come here and they think, oh, yeah, I must know him because he knows my name. So we'll go over and God knows what could happen. So, yeah, it's common sense. Don't post pictures of your kids online. And certainly don't post pictures of your kids' names online um, and or addresses. But in America, they have to be taught this again. Johnny Depp is dating uh, the lawyer from his UK... I've done... I've done... Um... Oh, next time it's raining... I've done uh, Sheffield, and I've driven over the peaks. Um, I've done Woodhead, 
I can't do 4K, it doesn't work up there. Um, but I've done Woodhead and I've done Snake Pass as well. And I've done the M62. Uh, Johnny Depp dating a married lawyer. So she's actually married and he's dating her and basically love blossoms in the uh, court case that went on a few months ago. Ah, that's, that's nice. Uh, Nether Edge. Uh, I've heard of it, but I'm not familiar with it. But don't give out too many details. We've got your name and now we've got where you live. <laughs> okay. Air Force gender inclusive training tells cadets not to use mum and dad. Woke. Walk, 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 walk. No more letters home to mum. Air Force cadets are being told to address people in ways including all genders, dropping the use of boyfriend or girlfriend and even mum and dad. The diversity and inclusion training at the Air Force Academy in Colorado includes instructions on how to use inclusive language. You can't call your mum and dad mum and dad now. Does that mean you can't have a Father's Day anymore and a Mother's Day anymore? It's insane. It's already in the papers. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's this planet we're living in. I mean, obviously, the Americans are being told, don't put your names of your kids on a bit of card and post that online with a picture of them. Uh, and they're also being told, don't call your, your mum and dad mum and dad. Uh, yeah, no wonder people are confused. Uh, a Texas town has installed, Texas obviously, uh, an American flag nearly 200 feet into the air to show its pa uh, patronism, patriotism. Everything really is bigger in Texas, including the stupidity of uh, uh, Senator Cruz. Hmm. A North Texas town recently installed a 50 by 80 foot flagpole to fly the American flag as high as possible. I assume the flagpole was the 200 feet and the flag is 50 by 80 foot, but I mean, it's America, they get things mixed up, don't they? Um, but there you go. What do you do? What do you do indeed? Uh, I don't have any cryptocurrency now. Uh, number of teenage shooters and victims in New York City triples in disturbing trends. Number of teenage shooters. How many times have I discussed this? How can teenagers get hold of guns so easily? I'm not considering moving abroad now. Um, because people are being killed left, right and centre by guns that they shouldn't be able to get hold of. Uh, it, it's just insane. There's labour shortages in America. There's labour shortages everywhere. I mean, people think it's just the United Kingdom. It's not. If you open your eyes and look out, it's everywhere. Uh, delivery robots emerge to bridge the gap as labour shortage uh, drags on. An American business continues to grapple with ongoing labour shortages uh, and many people who left the workforce over the past few years may never return. Now robots are beginning to fill empty roles humans have left behind. Uh, autonomous delivery robots are cropping up in hotels, airports and other public spaces as businesses uh, are dealing with the dearth of manpower. So, yeah, it's one of them things that I think we're going to get used to. Um, there was a um, there was a picture I saw. I don't think I, I don't think I, I took it actually. I think I just saw it and didn't actually register it. Uh, where there's one of these delivery robot things, and it's driving through a crime scene in America. Literally, just driving straight through it, and the police are kind of looking at it um, because obviously it doesn't know there's a crime scene there. It just knows there's a footpath there, and it's using the footpath to get where it's going. 
uh, I suppose if the body or whatever was still on the floor, it would it, it's got sensors to you know get round it. But uh, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm worried about that. A New York State teacher uh, of the year is to walk for our kids, says the parents. So this teacher's won uh, teacher of the year. Um, Billy Green was named New York State's Teacher of the Year, uh, but some parents are saying he's focusing too much on social justice and not enough on teaching basic skills. Uh, he teaches chemistry and maths, so what the hell is that's got to do with uh, social justice is, is beyond me. Uh, he also specialises in helping LGBTQ youth to often prioritise warmness over coursework. Uh, yeah, I mean... If we're rewarding teachers like that, then maybe we need to give our heads a wobble and look at the teachers who are actually ki teaching kids A, B, C, 1, 2, 3. Um, you know, just saying, hashtag. Alex Jones, she's let herself go since she finished on the one show, uh, has grilled over mean of tyrant judge with lasers shooting out of her eyes. Uh, Alex Jones was grilled on the stand on Thursday for calling the judge in his Sandy Hook defamation trial as a tyrant and confronted him are confronted with InfoWars meme that showed her with lasers shooting out of her eyes. So he's, he's in trouble again for doing a meme on the judge who rightly, um, well, yeah, sorted him out. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? US aircraft carrier arrives in South Korea as a warning to North Korea. Great. So what are we going to do with a madman? We're going to make the madman madder. We've already got enough problems with um, Vladimir Putin. We've already got enough problems with uh, China, uh, with Donald Trump. And now we're, we're, we're poking a massive stick at um, Kim Jong-un. What, uh, what could possibly go wrong? I found your channel by typing in Swineton, where I used to live. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I think Swineton was quite nice, actually. Didn't live up to its name at all. Is that the one where Father Christmas was? Oh, I can't remember. Um, South Carolina, a three-year-old, accidentally kills mum in front of grandmother in shooting. A three-year-old shot um, their mother. A three-year-old. That's what I mean. It's too easy to get older guns. I mean, okay, it was probably in the house. But you don't leave a loaded gun lying around when there's a toddler in the area or anyone under under responsible age. What you do is you keep it out of reach of them, i.e. in a, a, a top drawer or a cupboard or a worktop or something that they can't reach. And preferably not loaded. Although that's probably asking way too much for Americans. But uh, yeah, a three-year-old obviously accidentally killed his mum. I mean, I can't imagine a three-year-old would have murderous tendencies. Um, all they want is food. Um, where's the potty? Or change my nappy, depending where they're at. Uh, and um, limited speech and watching uh, Peppa Pig. Uh, all that scary thing with the teeth that my grandson's into, which I don't really understand. It's, the, it's like a kind of thing. It's weird. Anyway, uh, yeah, three-year-old. Uh, and it... it it, the child shot the uh, the mother. Um, she died two hours late, two hours later in the local hospital. I mean, it, it's it's horrendous on so many levels. I mean, thankfully, to one degree, the child is too young to remember what they've done. But 
when they're older, they will know what they've done and they will be right with guilt. Um, but you can't blame a three-year-old for that. You've got to blame whoever left the gun out for that. And whoever did that should be, well, I don't know, charged with something. Anyway, that is it for this week. Um, well, what have we got on for? 1 hour 44. That's not too bad, actually. Um, it's been, quite, I say, quite a busy week this week uh, with the funeral, which I've put back up again as a mark of respect, um, and the, uh, the new administration in the UK government uh, and all the stuff they're coming up with. Uh, I'm a bit right-wing, but we shouldn't be blaming younger people or women for anything. What? I'm a bit right-wing, but we shouldn't be blaming younger people or women for anything. Depends how young they are. I mean, three-year-old, yeah, can't blame them for anything. Uh, but women, well, there are some bad women out there. <laughs> Just saying, hashtag and all that. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been fun. Um, I say a lot to get through this week. It's been uh, it's been not really as funny as it normally is. It's been quite a serious one this week. I, I normally try and inject some humour into it, but obviously we start off with a funeral, um, and then you go into uh, a war. Um, it, it, it's not setting the tone very well. So uh, yeah, thank you very much for watching indeed. Uh, Rongan, um, Angela O'Kane, N.E. Um, who else? Uh, stay green, stay safe, stay in the woods. Stay safe. Um, well, thanks everyone who spoke today. So yeah, look after yourselves. Stay safe. Uh, and I will see you all again uh, soon. All being well. Um, yeah, don't forget to subscribe, like, share, etc. Blah, blah, blah. Although, I don't think people will be watching this one hour and 45 minutes in or listening to this one hour and 45 minutes in because I put this on a podcast as well. Uh, see you, JT and Ratch. And uh, goodbye. No, hang on. I'm doing that wrong, aren't I? Bye. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, like I say, it wasn't very lighthearted this week. It was quite, quite dark. Um, but that's just... You know, I don't write the news. I just kind of mention what's going on in the news and then take it where we can. Hopefully, now we're getting back to politics again and um, hopefully no more state funerals for a while. Then, fingers crossed, we could be uh, looking at uh, a bit more fun in the uh, broadcast. But anyway, that is it for now. Like I said earlier, uh, don't forget to, uh, whether you agree, disagree, um, share, like, um, subscribe um, but mainly share these podcasts um, it's it's only me talking uh, if, it, if they do take off I will get guests in as well but at the moment it's not worth that it's not big enough for that and whether it's because people don't know I'm here or whatever I don't know but anyway um, yeah that's it thanks for listening uh, and hopefully you'll be back again soon till then bye <laughs>